0: As we weave our lights together to seek understanding, enlightenment, and with a little luck, some wisdom. This is Nightlight, a reminder that you are never alone. And now, here is your host, the lovely, delightful, insightful, and all-around great gal... Ms. Barbara DeLong.
1: Good evening, everybody. That intro always makes me smile. Welcome to Nightlight. Tonight's a special night because we have Michelle Avanti with us, and um, so far we haven't screwed up technically. So we're we're go we're go for the evening. Michelle, welcome back.
2: <laughs> oh, it's wonderful to be here. What a you know, challenging time we're in, huh?
1: Yes, and you know, I I wanted to, you know, bring up what's going on here because when you talked to us about about the eclipse and what it was going what it was a forewarning of and what it was the sort of entering, you know, tr- signaling the 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 a time of tr- tribulation to a certain extent.
0: Right. Um
1: to have, to have what happened in Nevada happen um, was, was just overwhelming. And somebody said, well, it was, you know, so unusual. And I, ke- I kept thinking, this is not unusual. This is going to continue for quite a while.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, the nation in terms of the national chart, you know, where we are in time, in our uh, awareness the chart speaks to us uh, being in a period where we have to come again to recognize who we are what we value what is really important what does the word america mean and what are americans what does it mean to be an american and um we got quite a few years of trying to figure that out. It's not one year or two years. It's quite a few. And this eclipse that just came into uh, into our path uh, across this nation um, signals a five-year period of, of really uh, tumultuous times to get us to take a serious look at who we are. Mm-hmm. Where are we, you know? It's kind of – I call this um, – Uh, a passage point, you know. Uh, We individually have passage points where we have to stop and say, now wait a minute, you know, I've been doing this for a long time and I do it without any conscience at all. You know, it's something I do automatically, so-and-so calls. I always say yes, Uh, you know, so such-and-such happens. I always do this. And you reach this plateau moment where... You have to take another look and say, wait a minute, that's not who I am anymore. I I don't even like doing that. Why do I keep saying yes? And uh, as a nation, we're at that plateau. Um, What have we been saying yes to that? We have not really considered why are we saying yes and who we are today and what yes means. You know, when we talk about the Constitution, which is just incredible, uh, an incredible, uh, piece of writing, a document that, um, the spiritual master that trained me on the inner planes when I was very young, when I was a child, um, he was there at that signing. He was there at the signing of the Magna Carta before that. And so it is definitely an inspired and incredible document but it could not foresee things that we have now there's no way they could understand at that time that anyone would have an assault rifle that could fire off you know uh, 50 bullets in in a minute yeah no no one knew that at that time they could not foresee that They wrote that document, inspired as it is, uh, within the state of consciousness of that time, and uh, they could foresee things like Jefferson knew that we needed to stop being uh, racially divided. He knew that people needed to be equal, he knew in his heart that women were equal to men, but... Saying those things at that time would have gotten him nowhere because there was not enough of that state of consciousness to bring people over the line. And, of course, he participated in it because he was born into it. Well, sure. And I'm not saying that's, an, you know, a good excuse. He still needed to stand up. Washington, at least, he did stand up, and he made sure to uh, free many, many, many of his slaves. And before he died, all of them were free. Um, Jefferson was not quite that enlightened. But, you know, it's the history of our nation, Um and where we are now, we are at another plateau in time. We've come to a Saturn return and come through that. We we are in a Mars uh, retrograde period, which will go on for a long time for the majority of this century. And uh, when Mars is retrograde, we fight within ourselves. So we're going to have to struggle with these many, many facets and come to some new conclusion of who are we and certainly the young people in this country will have a huge voice in it they think they have no voice right now but their day will come <laughs>
1: <laughs> well now <clears throat> since since the country is going through this kind of of transformation aren't aren't isn't aren't aren't we all going through the same type of thing? Aren't we mirroring what's going on with the country to a certain degree within our own personal lives?
2: Of course we are. Because, you know, then you, you, you know, when I talk about the national chart, then we're looking the national chart within the framework of the solar chart. Of course, we don't have a solar chart. <laughs> I could not tell you the birth of the solar system. I'd love to have that chart. If anyone out there has it, um, and someone might channel it actually, but, uh, yeah. Nonetheless, it doesn't exist, but we are within a form formation of an ecosystem that continues to move and and uh... the book that we can look to from our western civilization point of view i'd love to hear some uh... someone who has a chinese point of view or an indian point of view i would love to hear their voices but uh... from a western civilization point of view we look at the bible and the bible says you know that uh, the, uh, the time of, of revelations will come again when when uh, the planet uh, comes again into uh, the footstool of the dog star, and that's where we are in the solar system. That is a statement about the solar system. Mm-hmm. Our sun now has the entire solar system that is around our sun, which is our planet is in that body, <laughs> has moved to the footstool of the dog star, which is serious, and this is that 26,000-year point and uh, so here we are in a doorway um it is the doorway in time where we have the greatest advantage uh to leap forward beyond anything um that we've been chugging along with in the past and of course we've seen how we've been moving rapidly since we were even approaching it when you look at the last century the beginning of the last century the enormous leaps we made in terms of uh... changing the way we looked at everything if you go back to the late eighteen hundreds we ended uh... The period uh, began of Reconstruction at the, late, at the end of the 1800s, and uh, it was still pretty much the dark ages in this country. And as we moved into the early 1900s, we started to have some kind of conscience. We started to identify that there was child labor going on in our country, and that was not right, and that women did not have the right to vote, and that people were being used by businesses to the point that they uh, were abused because men would stand in line to get into a factory and they would take anybody at whatever price they wanted to pay them. So it was a time where we had a revolution at the early part of that century as there was a technological revolution taking place in terms of the industrialization of manufacturing. And, of course, as you go over the course of that century, many, many changes came. And World War Two, of course, brought the big question to the entire planet. Do we allow genocide? Do we allow other countries to invade countries? Or do we act as a unit and step in and say no? And that was an enormous fight in this country because we were across the water and most Americans said, why should we get involved we're not part of Europe we're not part of Asia we're not part of these areas we're independent but of course that question is a question of conscience, and consciousness had to take another step and it did eventually we did enter the war and of course then we entered the war and did something that was yet another question of consciousness. We, we came to a point where we literally dropped the most horrific uh, bomb that had ever been seen. We annihilated civilizations uh, as we, in the areas where it was dropped, we literally removed human bodies from their bones. It, it's horrendous when you look at our history. And... Um, And so, we had to come then together as a people of the world to say, let's stop this. So, it was a point of uh, moving forward in consciousness and that's where we formed alliances and we formed NATO and uh, we formed the United Nations later on and uh, these were formed uh, with uh, a state of consciousness that says we won't let this ever happen again. And of course, now what 's happening we 've taken still another step into this century, where we 've gone beyond industrialization into technological weaving that 's we have cyber warfare, a whole new kind of war and uh, and you can see it everywhere now as our eyes are opening to understanding it. We're seeing how Russia has uh, made a determination, and it's the oldest uh, way of war that there is, divide and conquer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to demolish anything or anyone, you divide the people, make them fight among themselves, and then you walk in and take over.
1: Well, isn't there also a sense of, at least at this particular point in time, that there is a revolution
2: of of Cosmic consciousness, absolutely, at, at play as the, well. Yeah, and see, and we can also follow that because even that—you look at the 1920s twenty twenties, nineteen thirties—as people were waking up to issues of child labor and perhaps having work unions, so workers could get together against the corporations, and and women getting suffrage and women having rights, and uh, as we were doing all of that. On a level of spiritual consciousness, the doorways were opened up. Rabbi, uh, Rabbi Jacobs, I believe his name was, who stepped forward and said, the books of mysticism that belong to the Hebrew people need to belong to the world. And he opened up the doors. Never been done before that for millennia. <laughs> they had held that information uh, closely. The Kabbalah was a secret book. Mm -hmm. And it has much wisdom in it. When you look back in time, the people who, the 12 tribes of Israel carried information, it didn't just go back to Egypt, it went back to Atlantis. And in that, in the Kabbalah, is the secrets of consciousness. How was this planet laid out? How were the levels of consciousness set in this particular hemisphere? this world this ecosystem we call planet earth or gaia what did soul come here to work with and what are the archetypes that work here and it explains all of that it explains the states of consciousness that individuals can have when they come in how they adopt consciousness and what are the challenges to each different type of state all of that is in it so then that began to open up doorways, and with that, people started to open up spiritually more and more and more. And as you look um, to the harmonic convergence that took place in the late 80s, you had uh, another level, another step. And you could watch how consciousness moved into the the many avenues that can reach millions of people and uh, I remember at that point in time, around the time of the Harmonic Convergence, that was the first time we had seen a movie released that uh, went on television. It was a, a bunch of it, – it was a movie and it went on TV as miniseries. That's what it was. And it was uh, McLean's Out on a Limb. Out on a Limb actually said to the world – people do come back soul does go on it is a journey of consciousness not a physical body's lifetime Mm -hmm. and that was a huge leap forward for uh, mainstream media to say that was huge but those are all you can look there's so many people so many individuals so many souls that i think of them as i don't even know if they realize how miraculous they are most people just think this is my life, and it's you know it's my life yeah they don 't realize what magnificent beings we each are, and how, how our very thoughts influence all the worlds oh, absolutely yeah and and so here we are now at this point uh, where the violence of technology has got to be identified and understood and this is the question that is in front of us. And it will continue to be in front of us till we get through the five years of this eclipse pattern. The question of a hydrogen bomb being dropped by North Korea. Oh, yeah. The question of uh, automatic assault weapons, auto- being able to take a semi automatic weapon and turn it into an automatic weapon. Why are these on the streets of America? I asked this question having been in the military and knowing exactly how how military weapons are designed. They're not just designed to shoot something like a rifle you use on a farm to kill an animal that might be hurting someone or for food. But rather they're designed to murder, maim, destroy the human body or whatever body that bullet enters. Oh, yeah the bullets are designed so, so that when they come out of that muzzle they're spinning and when they spin and enter a human body or any body it, it will bounce off the it will ricochet inside the body off of the bones <laughs> thus it destroys everything in its path and normally when it enters it enters entering with a little tiny hole when it exits it exits with an enormous hole There's no reason to have those on the streets of this country or anywhere else. But we as a, a people in this nation and people across the world will have to come to an understanding of what is acceptable and how do we step into a new understanding, a new level of responsibility that can go beyond where we've been because on the other side of this, is an enormous amount of information that is just being wait- is waiting to be delivered to us to take technology beyond anything we have seen, but rather into the world of things we have dreamed. It will be non-invasive understanding of the body, of the electronics of the body, and the movement of, the body in terms of its cellular structure across time and space. All of that is available, and there's a whole lot more that goes with that, but it can't be delivered. Even though many people have come close to reaching that state of consciousness, it can't be delivered till we get past this point. It feels as
1: though, you know, we're all going through... um, I mean, this is all very, very fresh, but we've had the hurricanes, we've had this, we've had other things happening. It, it does feel like the world is coming apart to a degree. And, well,
2: you know, I think you have to come apart sometimes to come together.
1: Absolutely. I mean, that's a good thing. It's just that when people are looking at this, they're, I mean, initially, you see the best of humanity in situations like this. You see people helping people Mm -hmm. they don't know. Nobody stops and says, are you a Republican or a Democrat? Let me help you. I mean, there's none of that. People are just helping people, which is a wonderful thing in in this kind of a situation. It doesn't last that long, however. And the the pointing of the fingers is already starting. Um, You know, people... um, trying to, to regulate things instead of taking care of what's going on now. It's, it's, we're at a point in time where I think every individual has to really question their belief system to a certain degree and, and, and allow for an expansion of consciousness. And it's not something that will happen automatically. It's something that we all have to work at. And that's, that's where I, I think most pe- what most people don't understand. This is a time of questioning everything. and and making choices and decisions about your your forward motion, the direction you're going to go from from now on.
2: Yeah, well, you know, the good news is, even though you say it doesn't happen automatically, and that's true for the very beginning part of it, but once you hit the tipping point, tipping points activate around 20%. When 20% of the people of the world say, I can see peace, We will tip over into peace when 20% of the people in America say, I don't want to be a Republican, an independent, or a Democrat. I want what's best for America. Mm -hmm. Then we will tip into that. We can do it, and we will do it. You know, I don't see party systems continuing. I see a change that will unify a world and unify our nation. The fear that many people have is that they will have a loss. They fear that they will lose their power. They will lose an income source. They will lose uh, their culture at a very deep level or they'll lose their religion. We don't have to choose to lose anything. We can keep whatever we want and still have a unified world. It's just fear that drives people down the wrong path. And any time you're acting out of fear, unless it's to remove your hand from the fireplace. Yes. (laughs) A good idea. (laughs) You're not acting for the preservation of who you are. Or the rest of us. You well, always I, I, have to question fear.
1: Well yeah. And I think it the things that are happening now are, are a forerunner of, of I think a couple of months that are gonna be very tough for the whole country. Yes. And and um it's it's a matter of of personal exploration, really. Yeah. I've met people that have just gone off literally half-cocked. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> you know um, and that's that's running
2: out of fear. That's exactly what that means half-cocked.
1: Yeah, let me let me place blame somewhere not on me. Yeah. And let me point a finger at someone instead of how can we resolve this? How can we make this better? How can you know, we put out peace?
2: Yeah. You know, being an astrologer, of course, the first thing I did after Waking up this morning and hearing what happened was as soon as I had the opportunity to run the chart for Las Vegas, the ingress chart. You know, we do I do the ingress, and I don't know if you caught my Facebook, but uh, with all the fear concerning uh, the bomb uh, and North Korea, I did run the ingress chart for the United States of America and also for the for North Korea, and Uh I did post it on my Facebook page for anybody who wants to go look at it. And uh, and I was able to determine it does not appear that we will be creating any new wars uh, during this period, and it does not appear that we would be uh, thus going to war with Korea. However, Korea seems to be struggling with enemies, and the enemies seem to have the upper hand. And they would certainly bomb or draw weapons, but it looks like they're drawing weapons against an adversary that they cannot actually manifest. Uh, They're more of an illusion than a reality. It's almost like they're dropping bombs in the ocean is the kind of statement.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: So, uh, when this happened uh, last night in Las Vegas... um, I went ahead and did the ingress chart, which, of course, is the September 22nd when the sun goes into Libra at 000 for Las Vegas, and to see what is the three months of this chart look like, Why did what was in the chart that said this could even happen, and, of course, uh, I have Saturn right on the ascendant, and uh, Saturn, of course, brings things down, and uh, There is an an interesting, you know, I'm always looking for where is the good news. Yes. (laughs) Aside from all the horrible stuff in there, there is also a grand trine in this picture. So, Saturn, who is obviously bringing things down, and it's an international picture bringing them down, it's a... It's a question of religion, it's a question of spirituality, it's a question of making public news, Uh, there are a whole lot of uh, statements in here. But that Saturn that's creating the havoc uh, is also tied to a grand trine with Uranus and the North Node at 22 degrees, a mystical, spiritual degree of mastery in Leo. So, it's saying that this event that will take place that will be uh, taking down the people and hit every piece of public information around the world uh, also is a doorway for change, for revolution, for revolution that can create mastery in terms of leadership. So, who will come out of this? Is my question. We've seen leadership certainly in how the people helped each other to have nearly 600 people hurt and 59 of them to have died. It was mostly the people that were at that concert who actually helped everyone else get to hospitals. Yeah. That's leadership. So there is going to be more that will come out of this charge and the word leadership is says it is a, not just leadership but a mastery of leadership that's quite a statement so it, there is something good in all of this and, uh, and it is breaks my heart to see these magnificent beings who gave their lives for this moment to bring awareness and to step the country to another point. When you look at this chart, I don't know what the, the information is because I have not seen all the news I've been running all day. But uh, this looks like a lot of women in this. I don't know if there is a percentage of men to women who, who have been injured or died. I would like to hear what that percentage because it looks like a lot of women to me. Huh.
1: Well, in, in times like this where there is that, that, that opportunity for great spiritual understanding and awakening and everything, why does there have to be such chaos and such tragedy?
2: <laughs> because that is the way that we have developed our learning experience and that is one of the things we are going to step beyond as we transcend. to this next level but if you look back i mean even in just the sayings people have uh, no pain no gain that's a saying you've heard it a million times people have chosen that state of consciousness that says if i go through pain i will become a better person if i become the martyr i will go to heaven Uh, if I am the injured party, I will gain in a different way. And that is why people tend to believe they must have painful experiences in order to step beyond. We need to get that entire belief system (laughs) and dissolve it. (laughs) Add a spoon of sugar
1: and let's go forward. Yeah, I mean, when you look at birth is painful yet you get a child from it um and in a way we're birthing a new level hopefully a new level of consciousness and um but but look at 9-11 wasn't 9-11 the same kind of a situation
2: oh gosh even the marathon was the same kind of situation it, it again where did we move forward how did we move forward and I'll tell you, when I think about 9 11, the state of consciousness of this country, it doesn't even begin to compete with where we are now. It's almost like looking at a 78 vinyl record <laughs> <laughs> and saying, look at that, and look at my flash drive with 100 albums. Okay. That's how different the state of consciousness already is compared to 9 11. 9-11 Eleven was—it's almost like a lifetime ago, but it changed everything. It changed the way that we dealt with everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, it and, absolutely uh,
1: did, and and, and so does it, it, it created a a whole new industry
2: called the TSA.
1: <laughs> yes. Well, well, this situation, you know, will make will make an impact in. In a lot of things, I, I know a lot of people that are now saying, "I will never go to an outside concert again," or "I will never go to a massive stadium again," or "I will never." You know, everybody is is saying, you know, they won't do things again, and yet, yet you all know that they will. But yeah. it is it it does bring in into mind though greater awareness and hopefully greater um, care with with dealing with massive crowds like this but the kind of
2: it's it's it gives an entrance for the technology that's already there that has not been released and and it will and that might be what the doorway will be people won't won't have to go to a big event like that they'll have small gatherings all over the globe that'll be holographic gatherings So, they can perform basically out of one studio and create everything and uh, holographically appear in different places all over the globe at the same moment. And uh, so, that's coming. I mean, that's already there and it's just a matter of setting the grid to make it happen. Um, So, you know, who knows? That might be a doorway to that. We have, you know, people… Get into a space where they say, I'll never do this again. But you have to live your life. You can't live your life saying, What if? If you do what if, I don't think you'll even touch a doorknob. <laughs> and you, I guess you'll die probably, hungry. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, because we could say, What if about anything?
1: Well, that's true. But you know, what if everybody started to understand the spirit and the energy and the power that we carry within and what if we stopped competing with one another and started cooperating i mean
2: even in well that that you know that is a statement of bringing into a more balanced state the masculine consciousness on the planet Because the masculine consciousness is not designed for that. Well, then we have to redesign it, I mean. (laughs) Well, it's going to take a little rewiring because literally men were wired to be hunters and gatherers and to get out there and to protect uh, the females. And women were wired to cooperate to make sure that we could multitask a gazillion things so everything would be ready when the gather hunters came home with the goods. Um, so, we're wired differently. But,
1: but you're and talking, you're really talking the archetypes that we now have embedded in our DNA.
2: And it's time to
1: upgrade. Okay, so, so you have an archetype. Um, All sorts of archetypes that that we come into this incarnation pre-programmed with these archetypes. So, how does one change the archetypal... um,
2: It's a uh, spiral. It's about time. Many of them are already changing. I mean, you can meet men today who uh, that hunter-gatherer is just nowhere near at the level it used to be i mean the difference between a man born in 1954 and a man born in 2012 they're almost not even reflective of each other well that's true That's and true. that's that's a rewiring which is what part of the whole issue of where we are in time is about where we are being at the footstool of the dog star, we are in a zone where the electrical patterns are more active. Your ability to connect or go through to the other side is wide open. So, so
1: a conscious choice, you know, will make a big difference.
2: Oh, absolutely. If a person said, I choose this now and they're with their heart truly saying that, then the beings that are divine that work with them as well as their higher self have the ability to rewire. They've been rewiring people now for a long time. I've had many upgrades and I'm sure you have. (laughs) I'm sure most of the people listening have. Oh, I would,
1: I would think so. And, and, um, You're so fascinating, I forgot to say that we were taking readings tonight. And if anybody (laughs) was interested in getting a reading, you can try calling 918-707-8787. That's 918-707-8787. And, you know, if nobody calls in, then I still want to go on with this because yeah, you know, we we as individuals, you know, all of us are looking in horror at what's going on and, and and part of it is I'm glad you know, I'm glad I wasn't there or but it's it's also how can I make it so my life is safe?
2: And yeah, well, you know, it's a very simple answer to that question. Stay in alignment with your higher self. Mhm. Because your higher self will make sure that wherever you are is the perfect place for you. And if you have made a dedication at some level before you came into this body that said, I I will be the martyr, you can go through with that and maybe would be there. But uh, if you have decided that I choose to let those things go to no longer be part of that state of consciousness. I choose instead to live uh, the next 600 or 800 or 900 years and expand consciousness and be one of the many who are willing to act as a source for Gaia and a source for Creator to continue to expand consciousness through my very being. Then. Okay. You will now, no longer be a part of anything that could take you down.
1: You just made a great statement, and everybody is going to ask the same question that I'm going to ask, and that is, okay, I, I I, want to stay in line with my higher self, with my higher consciousness. How do you do that? How do you know what is in line and what is not in line? I mean, it's a wonderful phrase, but how do you do it?
2: It's actually very simple. People complicate everything. You know, you, you we have so many techniques available today to do that. You can pick any of them. It doesn't make any difference. Or you could simply simply stay in a mode where when you wake up in the morning, you know who you are. You say today I am that I am. I am the light. I am divine. I am a vehicle for my higher self and each moment that I breathe, with every breath, I become more intrinsically aligned with who I truly am. I continue to grow into being the light. I am the light. And if you say that every morning and throughout the day, every single time you have a challenge, if you say, I am the light, the way parts for me. I stand in light. I am here as a vehicle for light. I am. Way apart for you. It doesn't happen necessarily within the instant, but I guarantee, (laughs) give it three minutes or so, it will happen. Um. You know, it's knowing, it's stepping into knowingness that you are. And you can do that. It's practice. Everything is practice. There is oh. nothing that you can do in the physicality that is in some form of practice. So, what practice are you practicing? What have you been practicing? What do you choose to practice? You know, people who choose to practice yoga, and there are many, many, many people doing that today, which mm-hmm. is a delight to my soul. They are practicing balance, how and, to and be. peace. Yes how to be in balance is to be in peace mm-hmm. it is to be in a state of contentment which is in a continual state of meditative experience which is in alignment with the higher self that is what it is when we are in laughter or contentment we are aligned with the higher self
1: okay that makes sense I I, I got that um
2: what throws most people off is when they hit an emotional block.
1: Yes, I was, I was just going to – my computer went wonky on me. <laughs> my mouse and my keyboard did not work. And after cursing at them and yelling at them and throwing one or two of them on the floor, um, I, I tried to, you know, come to oneness. And I looked at them and I said, basically – you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a spirit that is full of love, and I love you, and I would love for you to work with me, and I promise not to throw you on the floor again,
2: and, you know, they still didn't work. Um, but you might have needed an upgrade. <laughs>
1: know what I needed but it took a computer tech to come here and and get them working again but I mean there yes I I, I think I, I feel strongly I agree with everything that you're saying and it's it's the kind of peaceful tranquil lifestyle that is difficult to maintain full time
2: it's practice Oh jeez! yeah, you know, um, yeah, I love computer stories because you know i i'm I'm the devil and me are the computer, <laughs> <laughs> um my interactions with people are are absolutely mild and completely without any issue, no matter who they are, no matter what they say to me i it's a very I don't really have any issue because I absolutely just know that. There is love between us, no matter who I am with, no matter who approaches me. I know there will always be love between us, and it's a knowingness. I, I know that I only attract the most magnificent beings in the universe. They, they are all magnificent that come to me, and that will be near me, whether it is when I'm standing in need of a change of attire or when it's when I am at a coffee shop or at the grocery store. It doesn't matter. So, that's no problem. My devil is the com- in the computer, of course, and um, and my husband, of course, is so wonderful because he'll say, honey, step away from it. And yes. I've pretty much <laughs> learned over the years that what happens with the computer is what we call in uh, the spiritual path, the last of the vices. It is attachment. When we have attachment, we will have pain. When we remove all attachment, there will no longer be pain of any kind. Okay. So what happens is as soon as my computer decides not to work for me for whatever reason, I become incredibly attached to having it work for me instead of saying, oh, so you need a little break. I need a break too. Obviously, we both need breaks. And so I would do what my husband wisely tells me and step away from the computer (laughs) and come back an hour later and it will work sometimes it it does and if it doesn't then I know that I need an upgrade so but it's attachment is what it comes down to and we become most attached when we have an adversary we create an adversary of our computer or we create an adversary of the person who says well I believe this and you don't believe this so now they're an adversary but we have to remember, there are really no adversaries. You know, I have really
1: no problem with people who who don't think the way I do. I, I can easily say to people, well, then let's just agree to disagree because you believe strongly and I believe strongly and we seem to be in different spots. So let's pick a different topic. And I have no trouble with that. that. That, you know, that's easy for me. But when it comes to something that is, doesn't have a consciousness. <laughs>
2: <laughs> something you don't think you can really talk to?
1: <laughs> there is a power struggle, I think. And and it's like, I've done this right. I, you know, and, and it's, it, it becomes frustrating. I, I understand it's a learning experience for me. And... I also understand that there are things that I haven't yet learned, so I have to go to an expert for them. But um, those momentary glitches where you're in the middle of something and it just goes completely, I'm going to take a nap now. Yeah, I mean,
2: it just, it, it's it, a, you, you just have to learn that it is a moment of attachment and you're attached to control at that moment. You want to continue to be in control, and you're saying, I have control, you will work. No, no, we're not doing it. (laughs) But,
0: uh, you know, know, what
2: you have to do at that moment is step outside of the experience and say, what is this experience? Is there any way that I can identify what it is? And you may not be able to identify, because it may be that the man that you're going to call has some question that. Only you have the ability to answer
1: well I you know in retrospect, out of the moment, I always see wisdom in what 's happened. I always know that the experience was there for me to step away to take a break. I understand that that the universe is 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 total wisdom, and it 's just that there are momentary times when um You know, I just am not open to the subtleties the universe sends. I need to be hit in the face with a two by four.
2: And it's a good idea to practice going beyond that. (laughs) 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 Because I'll tell you, I've been hit with those two by fours just like you, and it's not
1: fun. Now, those two by four moments really do hurt. But, (laughs) but it is, it, well, you know, something, Michelle, if we were perfect,
2: we wouldn't be here. Well, they say that, but that's not really true. Christ was here. He was pretty darn perfect. Yeah. So, uh, why don't you choose to be
1: perfect? (laughs) Because I don't want to die. I mean... (laughs)
2: Wrong. Wrong. No. No. You you know, perfection is such a great word, but even Christ wasn't perfect. I'm sure not. He was perfect compared to anyone we know. (laughs) (laughs) He was certainly within our illusion of what perfection was, but even Christ had more to do and more to learn and more to go and more to grow. He is a being of great light, far beyond anything I can personally perhaps understand, but in my linear mind. Yeah. But But in the divine concept, we are more than capable of being that. What? We all
1: have that piece of Christ consciousness inside of us.
2: And And so we can strive to be as close to that as we can, which actually, you know, the saying, what would Christ do? What would Buddha do? What would Krishna do? What would Kuan Yin do? What would Mother Mary do? Those statements are statements where we step into that state of consciousness. We say, I am willing to enter this state of consciousness. Now show me how. Mm -hmm. And when we do that. We open the doorway for our heart to meet perfection as we think of it with our linear mind. But what perfection really is, is not that linear statement, but rather it is an oval of light. It is like a radiating light of compassion. That's what perfection is. When we stand in a light of compassion, everything is perfect around us. and if you
1: literally could step into the consciousnesses of all of those individuals and give them your problem, they'd say, you're having trouble with what? And (laughs) and it would would literally be, um, we don't deal with that kind of technology. We are more into the perfection of spirit. And then I'd really feel stupid, you know. (laughs)
2: No, no. That's when you call up uh, on a state of consciousness of one of the great technological wizards. I will call on Nikola Tesla. You know, exactly. I mean, he'll straighten it out for you. Yeah.
1: No, I mean seriously. If 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 you can if you perceive of that going into that consciousness, I I I would perceive it myself as being able to to talk to that consciousness that 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 level of consciousness and say okay so this is what's going on and, and the answer will be you know you still use those kind of tools you
2: know? <laughs> <laughs> oh god barbara i love you you were so you crack me up yeah. you know it's it's all about um, being at peace with everything that there is and even in states of chaos to find that state of peace or that state of balance and when we find it then we're able to just release our attachment to the situation and basically as my husband says step away from the computer and then find <laughs> find the balance again and when we come back with the balance we'll find the answer he amazes me you know what he does uh uh-uh. And my husband knows nothing about computers. I mean, seriously, he knows how to use a computer. He knows how to do email and stuff like that and print labels or whatever. But when it comes right down to understanding the ins and outs of a computer, he's never been inside one. I've been in and out of computers. I've put memory in. I've taken cards, put cards. I've done all kinds of things. I've built websites. But he will go to my computer and he'll say, let me try to fix it. (laughs) He knows nothing, and he uses his little hands, his big hands, and he moves on the keyboard, and I don't know what he's doing. He doesn't know what he's doing, and then a few minutes later, he says, honey, it's all fixed, and it's fixed. (laughs) It is his peace that he brings to that computer.
1: Well, that could easily be, because the times that that I have had issues have always been times when there has been stress, when there has been... Mm -hmm anxiety when there has been pushing to finish something, complete something. Exactly. Or and,
2: exactly. And, and, and we are the creators of the stress in the computer. Don't think that this thing that appears to be just a piece of technology cannot be affected by your creative force. It can.
1: Oh, absolutely. Because it is electricity. Our energy is electricity. Mm-hmm. I can see totally how um, I you, you could screw it up. I know it, at one point in time, I was very into, I love crystals. I just love crystals. But mm. at one time, I had so many crystals around my computer, and it suddenly crashed. And, <laughs> and it, you know, I so when, when the guy came to, to, to fix it, he said, what's all this? And I said, well, they're my crystals. And he <laughs> said, why don't you just find another place for your crystals? And I did. And, you know, the, the darn thing absolutely came to life and was magically cured. And it was, you know, $150 for the man to come to my house to tell me to take my crystals off my computer. This goes back a lot of years.
2: Well, for those who are listening, and I'm sure you know this, crystals are magnifiers of whatever your thought forms are. Uh-huh. They absorb your thought forms and then they magnify them. So if you are going to be around a lot of crystals, you better stay balanced. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If that you're was... going to be in a state where you get frustrated around your computer and it's surrounded by crystals, they will magnify that till they electrically uh, uh, electrocute your computer. <laughs> yeah, they short circuited it. Mm-hmm. it. was. Uh, we'll be back in five minutes
1: yes <laughs> since since from the first half we have we have really kind of outlined um, in some ways an unsettling um, next couple of years for all of humanity here in the United States now, knowing that we are all going to go through a form of transition of some sort what what are the best ways we can use in order to facilitate the greatest change within ourselves i mean yet you you mentioned yoga and you mentioned um you know following your higher consciousness and stuff let's get a little more down to earth with people and and sort of like you know it, more to more to the point more than giving them just you know yoga and going inside of yourself and saying you are a being of light when you wake up all of which are good but the reality is that, that most of us are, are beginning to refocus our lives in many ways, and, and so how best to do it.
2: Well, you know, that's obviously going to start with each individual, and I would say to everyone who's listening and anyone who listens down the road, ask yourself in your life, what is most disturbing, What creates the greatest amount of disillusionment? Um, What creates the greatest amount of stress? Where are you most unhappy? And once you identify that, then that's where you can begin to make change. I would say make change on your lowest point because once you change that, you can move to the next level and start to work on the next point. For some people, it can be just saying, well, I have to go to work to make sure ends meet. I have children to raise and money is just, you can't stretch it far enough. I can't do all the things I want to do because I am tied to this job. Mm -hmm. So I would say to that individual first, do you like your job? Are you happy doing your job? If the answer to that is no, and then it's followed by, but I don't have the skills to do anything else, nor the time to give to learn something else, then I would say, first thing you have to do with whatever job you have is to go in each day with understanding why you're there so that your job becomes cause and not wait. We experience stress because we're not happy. We experience stress because we're attached to an outcome we can't have. We experience stress because we feel out of control. As soon as you start to do things from being the cause in your life, everything changes. Your intent changes everything. So if I had to go to work in a place where people maybe were not kind, um, I would go to work with an intent that my reason for being there was because I have children I adore. And this right now is the doorway spirit has for me. So I'm going in and I'm going to do a job that makes me feel good at the end of the day that I've done the best I can. If other people are mean or nasty or backstabbing, I would bless them at every turn. And you may think that's crazy. Let me tell you, the power of blessing, I can't stress enough. I have been in situations where I do this, and in a very short amount of time, the people change. And I've done nothing to change them, absolutely nothing. I've simply been who I am, and I've blessed them. I don't say it out loud. I simply always bless them when I pass them. Anytime their thought comes into my mind, I bless them. And uh, anytime I hear someone speak about them or I hear their voice in the distance, I bless them. And, of course, I have a saying that I use, and and that's an ancient Egyptian saying. It's Baraka Bashad. It means, may the blessings be. So, bless any way you want. You can say, angels, pour blessings. Mm -hmm. But that will help change your environment. And if you start to allow yourself to see light when you go to work, and there are techniques I give my clients and have given over many years you can help yourself by while you're at a workplace you most of us have got to go somewhere to get a drink of water whether it is we keep it on our desk or we go to a cooler whatever it is you do then you need to do a simple practice And if you keep your own water bottle, I would literally write on it because water is a crystalline structure that can be coated and it will take in whatever you write on that bottle. So put joy, peace, contentment, success, happiness, I'm alive, I'm grateful. Put whatever you want on the bottle, but write it on the bottle. And then when you go to take a drink, stop for a second, put your hands on both sides of the bottle or the cup, and allow spirit to pour light into that and see yourself in this beautiful waterfall of light as you drink that water. Begins a cleansing process, not just of the physical, but of the, all the parts of yourself that allows any negativity to attach. It's a cleansing process. It will bring you into balance again. So it's a simple technique and you can do it anywhere you are, whatever kind of work you do, because we all, in this day and age, most of us carry a water bottle. Yeah. So, I would go to that. And then if you start doing that, I can just about guarantee that when, within two weeks of this practice, within two weeks, you will start to either come up with an idea of how you can go to a new kind of job Or a doorway of some kind will open for you to have an opportunity for the job that is going to bring you greater satisfaction. That is a manifesting process. It sounds too simple to be true. Just do it. (laughs) Just do it. Give spirit a chance to manifest for you what you want. Instead of saying every day when you go to work, I hate my job, I hate my life, I don't know when I'm ever going to make ends meet, I hate paying bills, going down the road of gratitude versus dislike or discontent or stress, gratitude opens doors. It magnetizes to you the things that you want. So, check your language as you go through each day. Some people have things they say and they don't even realize they say them. I've had clients who've said, I really want to have a relationship. And I'll say to them, so tell me, what do you think of men or what do you think of women, depending on, or what do you think of whatever sex it is that you're interested in? (laughs) You know, what are some of the things that your mom told you about them and what are some of the things that you say or you hear yourself say to your friends when they talk about them? You'll start to discover that there are statements that you don't even realize you think or that have been hidden because they were something you attached as a result of your parents and you need to get those statements and dissolve them. And you do that by changing them. I've heard people tell me, well, you know, all men are just, and you add whatever word you want to add to that because I bet there's not a single woman listening who doesn't have a word they can add.
1: <laughs> well, you know, I, I can remember, um, I, I have a lot of women that, you know, are looking for a relationship and they, and, and I, you know, I, I ask them you know, well, what's going on? And they'll say, I always attract losers. I always attract people that are, and, and, and they go on and on and on about all of the negatives that they attract. But but I want a perfect man. And I said, you know, if you put as much energy into wanting the perfect man as you do into all of the negative, you'd probably have one by now. And you're, you're absolutely right. It It is a matter of I, you know, you, I'm ready for a perfect relationship and I'm open to whenever the universe wants to give me one works well. It really does. Yeah. But, but if, you, if, you, if you are perseverating on the negative stuff that has gone before and if that's all you talk about, then that's what you will continue to draw into your life. We, we have a great deal of power.
2: Yes, well, there's a spiritual law that uh, is behind all of this in this uh, area of the universe, and that spiritual law is simple. It says, as above, so below. Mm -hmm. We draw to ourselves, and there's another one that's a more human saying, it follows the same same law, and that is that uh, water shall seek its own level. So, if you participate in an energy field that says men are losers, men are users, men are this, men are that, or women are this or that, and there are plenty of men who think that women are going to take every dollar out of their pocket and use it and, uh, and, and not, you know, not be faithful. So, if you say those things or you participate in them, you may say, well, I never say that, but then you remember, oh, yeah, my friend so-and-so said that. Now, how did you respond? If you allowed her to continue to say that, then you are affirming what she's saying. Mm -hmm. So, you will find that you will draw to yourself exactly the energy field that you participate in. That is water seeks its own level. If you uh, choose to participate in a level of consciousness that is high, that is positive, you will draw that you know my nephew came to visit many many years ago when he was still very young he was at the 13 or so and um and after he was there for two weeks he said you know aunt michelle it's mind-boggling he said i know what you say is that you only attract wonderful beings he said but i've been watching you and everywhere you go i don't care where it is you attract wonderful beings I said, Matthew, what you say, you will manifest. It is the law. It's a spiritual law. You will manifest what you say. Your word is your magic wand. It is, but you have to believe it. No, you just have to do it. (laughs) The problem is your thought forms. When you say believe it, it's your thought forms are not uh, in agreement. (laughs) So you you have to do it through all of your being, not just one piece. It's not just your mouth. Mm -hmm. But I tell you what, if you start with your mouth and you use your hand, your hand and your mouth, that is to say I will write it 21 times every day, you will change your thought forms. It takes about twenty-one days to do it, but if you are willing, you can. Oh yeah, no, I totally agree with you on that. I totally
1: agree. And I, I there was a, a minister that I studied with for a very long time, and we asked him one day. And I said, you know, how do you deal with people that are just toxic to you? And and he said, you'd be kind to them. And I said, seriously, he said and he looked at me and he said fake it till you make it and he said the more you the more you are trying to to generate that kind of energy the easier it gets and then it suddenly does become natural so it's exactly what you're saying it's kind Mm -hmm. of like you repeat it you repeat it you repeat it and it becomes um a way of a way of um expressing yourself and it, it does work it does work it absolutely does work
2: you know, and this inter- this is an interesting statement of people who are toxic to you. People are only toxic to you if you have allowed them to be. Mm-hmm. If when you look at a person and they're needy or they're pulling on you or they want to use you in some way, they have a need and they have a fear, and that's why they're doing that. But if you look at them with love... And then you go forward and say to spirit, work with this individual. I don't have room in my life to work with them now. You work with them. Bring in someone who can bring them into balance if it is not me. And spirit will flip them to someone else. Mm -hmm. Sometimes spirit brings you people who are not at your level of consciousness because they are what I call flippers. They're getting ready to flip, but they need someone to give them a push. I'm not fond of doing that. (laughs) And uh, years and years ago, I had spirit put me in that position and um, I was teaching a dream class at the time. I used to teach dream classes I did for 16 years. And uh, this one night I went to class and the only person who came was this one, one man. And I knew that was a spiritual setup. I knew spirit had something in mind. That's why no one else was there. I didn't know what they had in mind. But within a couple of minutes, I found I was kicked out of my body and I was standing next to my body while the spiritual master who I agreed to allow him to use my body took it over and started talking to this man and I heard every word that he said out of my mouth which I could never have said I was standing there shaking in my boots because uh, he was so direct to this man telling him you have to get off the fence you can't sit on the fence any longer and uh, I could never be that strong with someone I am too kind and too loving to be able to just kind of call it in its black and white form and I couldn't I was not capable of doing that at that time and uh, so that's how the whole night went and then the man left and I thought oh my god I'll never see him again he will never come back after that talk oh my god and I was just freaked out about it for about two weeks and then I found myself in the shopping mall and I could see the man at the other end of the mall coming towards me and I thought oh my god he's going to come up and probably slap me or something. (laughs) And, uh, and I thought I could hide, but he'll find me. So, just stand here and wait and take, take your punches. Mm-hmm. So, I did. And he came running up to me and he put his arms around me. He says, what you said to me the other night was everything I needed to hear. I got off the fence and I'm on the road now and I'm going to achieve the things I want to achieve. And I just stood there kind of limp, like, okay, that's why I let the spiritual masters talk through me, because (laughs) I could not have done that. (laughs) If you give freedom to your higher self to allow that divinity to come through, you'll find that the right things are said. And you find that you walk a path that brings you peace. Absolutely. I, I didn't have peace for two weeks, but I eventually got it well I, I, I yes, I
1: totally agree with it, what you say. unfortunately, sometimes ego gets in there and it's hard sometimes to to differentiate between the higher the higher consciousness and ego i, I I'm pretty good now at it it doesn't it doesn't slip in as often as once it did but but I, my ego is really good at pretending to be
2: my higher self mm well, that's that's the lesson of discernment, which usually takes two years at least of practice to get past. Yeah. We need to be able to discern the different energy between our mind and our higher self, and the ego is part of them, is, is, usually goes hand in hand with the mind. Uh, the mind can be very misleading because it will go out of its way to mimic the higher self. Mm-hmm. And so we have to learn to let the mind babble in the corner and move <laughs> on with the higher self. And we can learn that. If I can learn it, you can learn it. Anyone can learn it. Anyone. I am no different than anyone who's listening.
1: Oh, yeah. No, it, it, it is definitely um, a practice that, that as you go along this pathway that, that you do need to learn that discernment and and have that ability to just say, "Go to lunch, go to a movie, I'm going to be busy here for a while with my higher self and and you know it 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 isn't so much anymore um my actually doing that but but it's it's become a very natural um, routine for me. Uh, as I deal with people when I'm in a position where it it is really important that my higher self be coming through and and not my ego. Um, Mm. I let the ego play every now and then, but but not in the important places. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I let it play with the computer.
2: Um, (laughs) It's good to let go of the darn computer. I tell you, I'm so much better (laughs) now. If you saw me 10 years ago, forget about it. (laughs) I am usually different. Uh, it's very rare my husband comes in anymore and has to say, step away from the computer." <laughs> <laughs> it's incredibly rare. But, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's. I don't know, it's stepping back. And I find in my life what was the greatest trigger was time. Time was always the trigger. Um I pack a day like you would not believe. Um, Most people could not deal with the way I pack a day. I literally know the minute-to-minute experience where I'll be, what I'll be doing, and how I will achieve whatever it is I'm doing. I pack it. And uh, so what happens, what I have had to learn, the huge lesson that I've had to learn, is when spirit interrupts and puts something in my path, I dismiss, literally dismiss everything that I had on that list. I have learned to dismiss it, to say, Mm -hmm. okay, Spirit has put this in my path, you get 100% of my attention right now, and Mm -hmm. for as long as that takes, until we are at a point where you're at peace, and then I will redo my list.
1: Yeah, the list never goes away. It's always uh, No,
2: no, no. I can guarantee I will run out of this body with my list and the angels will say, put your list down now, Avanti. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to do that anymore. Yeah,
1: no, I, I have found over time being very flexible with what spirit puts in my way is, is it makes for a, a more challenging, a more joyful uh, experience of, of, of a day. And it doesn't happen all the time, but every now and then when, when it does happen, it's like, oh, what an adventure we're going to go through today. Mm-hmm. And, and it is exciting. It is.
2: It, 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 I, I totally agree with you. And, you know, I, my friends know how I feel my days. And so they'll say, oh, I probably can't call her. And I just tell them all the time. I always make a statement to them. When it is time and you need me, just call me. Uh-huh. and my clients know that you know I know spirit will tell me pick that phone up and I. they don't tell it to me like that I just know it because it's knowingness it's not a matter of a voice in my head it, it's knowingness I know when not to pick it up and I know when to pick it up and, um, and I'll pick it up and someone will say my daughter is missing do you think I'm going to walk away from that no matter what I have on my list of course oh, not no of course not I will immediately move into that zone to help her find her daughter and find out what's going on. Is she safe? Is she okay? I don't want anyone out there, anyone. Whether you know me or you don't know me, to me, you're still my family, because we're all family.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I, would, I, have, uh, I would pick up the phone and, and help. So,
1: I have found in those instances that basically time folds so mm-hmm. that so that no matter how much time you spend with them it really doesn't seem to be that long at all and everything else falls into place I, I have been, amazed that you know i've been rushing someplace and the phone has rung and it will be somebody with a similar situation or or the Mm -hmm. passing the passing of someone close Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. and i will spend what feels like an hour or two hours speaking with them and 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 then you know when i'm off the phone i realize that it really hasn't been that long and i'm not going to be late and i'm not going to miss what Mm -hmm. i was supposed to do it it the the element of folding time when when working with spirit is, mm-hmm. is is something I am very comfortable with and it happens very frequently.
2: Yeah, it, 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 I call it expansion of time. Okay, but uh, yeah, I you know years ago i I was uh, in California and, and it was. The day I was in San Jose, and my husband was in Reno, and we had friends coming over to Reno. They had come from a long distance, and we were celebra- going to celebrate Joe's birthday. And uh, and I was in California, and I knew I had to leave um, at a certain time to be there at exactly 5 o'clock to drive all the way from San Jose to Reno. And my aunt, my very old aunt, my great aunt, was there, and As I was getting ready to go out the door, she stopped me and she said, could you please read for me? Could you please sit with me? I have questions. And I knew that if I would probably never see her again in my life, and I knew that I had to do that. That was important. It was important to her. It was important. Mm -hmm. I also knew that if I wasn't there at 5 o'clock, my husband would have a panic. And this is before cell phones. Windows cell phones. And uh, I sat with her and I was with her for a good hour and a half. Finally got in my car about two hours after I should have been in my car. And I arrived at exactly, exactly one minute to 5 5 p.m. Impossible. It could not be done. (laughs) So, yeah, it can be done. Anything can be done if you have the faith. It can be done absolutely
1: and and i think that the, the element of faith is something that all of us are going to be searching for and holding on to in the next four years five years mm-hmm. and and understanding that, that the power that we have within us is amazing it will get us through anything and and it will you know the next four Five years do not have to be traumatic and difficult. I, No, you know, no that-
2: absolutely. You know, when, when I talk about transformation, which is what's taking place in this next period, there will be experiences like what we've already seen, um, different kinds of them. But do you have to be a part of it? Do you have to be within it? How will it affect you? These are choices. Mm-hmm. And choose to stay in balance. Choose to listen to your heart. You, you will find that you are always in the perfect place. You know, I years ago I was in the car with my cousin. I don't know if I ever told you this story. And uh, this was a long time ago. I was like 17 at the time. And, uh, and really he was, we were in the car with his friends. And Spear told me, get out. Get out of the car. Get out of the car now. And uh, I said to him, stop the car, I'm getting out. He, and everybody in the car just looked at me. Are you out of your mind? You don't even know where you are. I said, it doesn't matter, just stop the car. And he did stop and I got out. And a few blocks later, he had a terrible accident. Oh. Spirit will tell you where to go. And oh, Spirit knows yeah. exactly how to tell you, exactly how to tell you. He might, his Spirit might say... There is a donut shop, and you just love donuts, and you see it, and you go to the donut shop. Fine. You went to the donut shop, and everybody else had an accident down the road. (laughs) But you stopped at the donut shop. Part of you says, oh, no, I shouldn't be eating donuts. Another part of you says, oh, we'd love love donuts. (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah, I've had had moments like that where things have – people have looked at me, and I've said, I can't tell you why, but I have to do this, and – and there, there have been a couple of times where it was avoiding an accident, and then it, it's, it's really, it's kind of interesting in a way. Um, one time, especially, um, I caused the accident. Um, people have been telling me, and this goes back a lot of years, um, mm-hmm. that that I should do this work full time, and I basically said, you know, I, I'm a single parent, I have been teaching for a long time um you know i can't afford to 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 cut to 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 not have my salary so when i retire i will do this full time but until then i have to i have to continue on this pathway because but when i retire i will do this work full time and i i can't tell you how many times i said it but it had to be thousands of times and because of that I was in a car accident that forced me into early retirement in my forties mm-hmm. mm-hmm. to do this work full time, mm-hmm. and and when I look back at it now, I I knew that it was something I needed to do, but I couldn't. I didn't have enough faith mm-hmm. to to stop a teaching career and and do something full time. That 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 I that I, I I'm uncomfortable taking money for anyhow. So that right. I was mm-hmm. I was put into position because of the car accident um, that that I did have income, so that I had I had a paycheck, so that I didn't have to rely on the spiritual work, so that I could do the spiritual work full time and not put the burden of living on it on it.
2: Yeah.
0: And
1: mm-hmm. so it it was, but but I caused the accident. If I had had if I had had the faith at that time, um, I would have retired, and I would have said, "Okay, let's go." And um, you know, it, it worked out the way it was supposed to, obviously. But we we can, by by just what we say, cause things to happen. And you know, you were talking earlier about not liking your job, and if you say you don't like your job and you don't want to be there enough. The universe will say, well, she's not moving or he's not moving on this, so let's just get her out of the job and let her do what she needs to do. And Yeah,
2: it, that's the hard way to do it, though. You know, if you can do it with love in a, in a different way where you have the faith and you have the love, mm-hmm. the Spirit will open the doorway for you so you can walk through it. Um you know, it would have been nicer if you just had a lottery ticket that won or if someone just <laughs> said, I really, this was, I was one of your students and I made all this money here. You can have this money so you can retire. Um, it would have been nicer. Most people can't see those pictures. And, and that comes actually to another issue that most people have is that we have our belief system of how things should work. and And we think we need to have all the details in order to… Uh, have the outcome we want, and that is the furthest thing from the truth there is. Forget Mm -hmm. the details. You don't need any of the details. You simply need the passion and the heart. Um, If you have those things, you have everything you need. Just go forward. Details will follow. You'll get (laughs) the details.
1: I guarantee they'll come. It, it, It does happen, and it usually happens in the most unexpected ways that you you sit back and you have to chuckle over because um the universe does does contribute greatly to your life if you give it a chance most people have a power struggle with the universe it's it's they're stuck in the physicality of their life they forget that they are a spirit on a human journey and and that the spirit you know can can help and influence and impact your your life, but but the physicality, the humanness, the the the, the heaviness of, of, of the physical often makes us feel that we have to be in control. And if we're not in control, then there's something wrong. And and it it slows us down. Mm-hmm. You know,
2: yeah, thinking- that's that's the issue of faith. That comes back mm-hmm. to faith. Having faith that who you are and who the beings of light are, are there for you, having faith that they will support you through anything.
1: Absolutely. You know. And they do and… Oh, yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. yeah. And they'll also, you know, if you will give them, if you will acknowledge them, Mm -hmm. they will work with you in whatever way you want them to work with you. They're always ready. You know, some for some people, the easiest way is through a book or through a radio. Um, for others, it's just a direct contact. Mm-hmm. You know, the big problem most people have is they they don't allow themselves to expand beyond what they know. They don't give that freedom to themselves. It has to be certain – it has to be down this route. I, you know, I trained to be this kind of person uh, and this is the kind of uh, business I know how to do. I don't have anything else. There are no other skills I can't, can't go from – I don't like it, but this is where I am.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You, you know, that's, that's locking in – locking yourself into uh, a physical mindset. Instead of saying, you know, I have these amazing skills that I learned. I don't know where else they could fit, but spirit, I'm ready. I don't like where I am. So why did I learn these skills? You obviously know where I need to be. Put me there. Show me. Open the and, door.
1: And you know, it's, it's funny because we all, we all get the subtleties. And the more we acknowledge them the greater they become and and sometimes I tell people who say no no they you know I don't and and I tell them to have um, to just get a journal and every coincidence that happens in their life is one of those subtleties and the more you write down the subtleties that happen I found a parking place where I needed one Um, the phone rang and I knew who it was Uh, I I was hungry for something and and it was right there in front of me. I mean, it, all of those little subtleties are your higher consciousness, the spirit within you, giving you inclinations, giving you um, nudges, so to speak. And the more you acknowledge them by writing them down, the more you recognize that the subtleties are happening, the greater the subtleties become until, until you begin to feel a better balance between the spirit and the physical, and when that balance happens, then magic happens in your life, it's just amazing.
2: Yeah, that's, you know, that's what I call focus, you know. Mm -hmm. It's all a matter of focus. What you focus on, you manifest. And by writing down the synchronistic experiences in your life, you focus on them. And when you focus on them, you empower them. When you empower anything, it becomes bigger. Becomes more obvious, it becomes expands, and that's you know, focus is key, it's a key part of manifestation. That's why, when you hear someone focusing on all the negative, bless them, just keep blessing them, don't participate in their negativity, bless them, and if you can, make them laugh Um, because they are out of balance, they are focusing on negativity which means they are creating a world of negativity Mm -hmm. it's what you choose and if they're trying to pull you in because they're your mother or your cousin or your husband i hope not um you you are being pulled in to their world of negativity and if you fight it you actually attach yourself to it so don't fight it don't tell them it's bad, don't tell them no, don't do that don't go down that road because then you're fighting it. you mm-hmm. have to bless it you have to bless it when you bless it spirit will do amazing things with you uh, I find that when I bless it i I think about my life my mom my mom was she could be the most negative person on the planet she she always liked to point out things that didn't even exist and say they were real and she, and you knew she was doing it because because it was a way of control. It had nothing to do with reality. My mother was brilliant. But um, when she would do that, I used to just laugh. And I'd say, I know you enjoy that, Mom. Good for you. But you know, And I was laughing. When I did that, it would break her contact with it. And she'd start laughing, too, because she knew I knew. And she started to let go. You, You
1: actually... Have hit on one of, I believe, the strongest, most powerful tools we have, and that's yes, laughter. That it genuine is. And, and genuine laughter—not laughing at somebody, but laughing no. with someone.
2: Absolutely. And, Absolutely. and
1: when I can get someone to laugh, when I can, you know, get get the humor, the joy into any situation, I know that 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 a, a seed has been planted that will someday become. Um, something very precious to that person. Maybe not today or tomorrow, but but the chuckle the, and, yeah. and the, the bigger the laugh, the bigger the scene.
2: Yeah, that's the you know that is the greatest gift. I I've said that a million times. There is no greater gift than laughter. You know, I I know I had a lifetime as a jester. It was pretty cool. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I can see, see that. I, I don't have that right now, but nonetheless, I years ago, I was uh, with someone that I love dearly, and, and there were a couple other people with us. The car was full, and I was driving, and we were supposed to be going blackberry picking, and the person in the front seat who was with me, who I love dearly, uh was saying all these horrible things she was just in a zone that was really a bad zone she was angry and she was upset and she was and she and i'm thinking oh lord what am i going to do with all of this and i could see the people in the backseat like totally freaking out you know yeah i'd look in my rearview mirror and i'm seeing them stressing and and i i said to spirit yeah i need help here i don't know what to do with this and uh as i was driving uh she was she started saying well i just wish i'd die why can't i just die and uh, I drove down this road. I didn't know where I was. I knew I was headed close to the blackberries, but I didn't know exactly. And uh, I drove down this road, and, uh, and there on the right side was the cemetery. So I just stopped the car and said, get out and go lay down. You want to die? Go over there. And as soon as I did, she just started laughing. <laughs> and everybody in the car laughed, and that was that.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it, it breaks tension. It, but it, it, it can't be... It has to be genuine.
2: It has oh, to be- God, yes. But spirit, spirit is the one who led me there. You know, it's, when you ask for help, it, it arrives. <laughs> you don't know where it's going to arrive or how, and that's where, you know, don't let your linear mind try to control it. Just go with it. Go with the flow. It will show up. I guarantee it'll show up, and Absolutely. you'll be as amazed as everyone else. <laughs> yeah,
1: and, and that's so true. You just uh, – you know, if And again, it's trust and it's faith. You know something, the right thing is going to... I have never... It's funny, when I was in school and we had to do public speaking, I would always be sick that day because I was terrified at speaking mm-hmm. in front of groups of people. And as a result, over, over the years, I was being forced to speak in front of larger and larger and larger and larger audiences and... It, it was. It, I got to the point where I just knew that, that I was going to open my mouth and I was going to say something that would not embarrass me. And as soon as I trusted that, there was such a wonderful flow of oratory often that was just, in a, you know, and, and there were moments when I would stop and say, somebody write that down. I really, that was good. And it's <laughs> spirit coming through. I understand totally. <laughs> and and it's like I must remember that to steal it to write it someplace because that was really good. <laughs> and of course,
2: from yourself. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, you know, but but and, and of course, I never did write this stuff down. And when it happens, even though I do say that it was appropriate for the moment, for that 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 mm. moment in time, and. And it, it it not only impacted other people, but it impacted me as well. And you know, when you, when you can get to that place where you can let go of your ego, let go of your 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 humanness, and allow the spirit within you—I mean, it, I, I swear to you, it doesn't bore people. It it is more entertaining than than you know what you might think is funny, but it. It, it gives parables, it gives stories, it gives, it, you know, all from your experience. It's not that you're coming out of nowhere with any of this stuff, but the reality of trusting that the spirit is going to put the right words at the right time in the right place in your mouth. <laughs> um, it's it's It takes practice. It's not something that comes overnight, but I remember... I used to do meditations and for 17 years I did at least one or two meditations a week and I used to write them down and um, and then I would read them and they were often beautiful. And I remember going to where a meditation was going to be one night and um, having a notebook with me and when I opened it in the car to kind of read through it to make sure I, I was comfortable with the flow. I had blank pages and there was not time to go home and there were 60 people waiting and I did some pacing up and down in the hallway and somebody said, what's wrong? And I said, my pages are blank. I don't understand it. And they said, well, you channeled it, didn't you? And I said, yeah. And they just looked at me and said, so channel it again. Mm-hmm. and it was like and from that moment on I never wrote another
2: meditation down mm. I, I yeah I understand totally I mean I, I don't write anything down <laughs> what's there is there baby and that's what you're getting because that's what spirit says you should have I don't know I don't control it well
1: that's why I never script these shows because yeah. I know that, that whatever happens we will be taken wherever we're supposed to be Mm-hmm. And I just always trust that, and I know that, that, that um, you know, we had no calls tonight, and, and I do feel that it's, I knew people were going to call, but, but apparently they weren't able to get through. Um, but that was appropriate, so, you know, you, you trust it, you, you, go with, you go with where the energy takes you, and that's, that's what gives, that, 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 that's what makes a show alive, Mhm. You know, when,
2: when- Yeah, well, I, I I never concern myself with that sort of thing. So I know Spirit has a plan and uh I don't always know what the plan is nor do I ask because <laughs> I learned a long time ago it doesn't matter, it's it's heavily irrelevant, whatever I think. But um I'm here and I'll be the vehicle for whatever the needs of the audience are, which I just leave that open. You know, the whole time we've been talking to you, I, I have been staring at this mass shooting ingress chart, and and what stands out as I'm looking is the fixed stars. Um, and for people who don't know what fixed stars are, who maybe study astrology, that's that's the actual constellations that we have named up in the sky. The, the, the you know, like the Big Dipper, it's made up of. Fixed stars, and some of those stars we have had research on and followed. And uh, the star of Leo is the Big Lion constellation, and in that constellation, the the biggest star, one of the most powerful stars, is called Zosma. That's with the Z as in zebra, Zosma, and Zosma is the broken back of the lion, and this. Mass shooting, the ingress chart has Mars conjunct Zosma at exactly 29 minutes, which is considered a critical degree in astrology. So here you have Mars, the planet of action, the planet of male energy, the planet of weaponry, all iron, conjunct the backbone breaking the back of the lion. The lion is the leader. The lion is the king of the country. The lion is the president. Hmm. So, when we look at this, and Zazma is usually a statement of martyrdom, This is breaking the back, in other words, breaking the ideas that may stem from the leader of the country as a result of a martyrdom issue that is caused by the actions or activity of or energy of something that is a weapon. Okay. And it is a critical point in time.
1: Oh, I will buy that. It, it definitely.
2: There is definitely going to be. When you consider the doorway, the Grand Trine doorway, which is Saturn, Uranus, and the North Node, which is the future soul's directive, the future outcome. There's a statement here that there will be a revolution to make change in the law or structure to lead the way into the future. Mm. This is a powerful chart, a powerful statement, and we will have to watch and see how this manifests. God bless every one of those beings who chose to leave this planet suddenly and unexpectedly. Yeah, that was... I send my heart to every single one of the people left behind because I know their hearts are broken. Oh my God, yeah. And, and... And I know they have no idea what the greatness of these beings is. Uh, but when I look at this chart, I see it.
1: Oh yeah, something massively happened. There's, there's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. And, and... And the
2: nodes, to just tell you, the nodes are at another degree, and I think I mentioned it when we first started, 22 degrees, the degree of mastery.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, what what comes from this experience is going to be um, a revelation of sorts, I would imagine.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, Michelle, thank you so much. This has been a fabulous show.
2: I've been honored as usual. Thank you, and thanks to everyone who listened.